0: Back at TD Garden, coming at you here, Joseph
2: Pavone here, alongside Scott Souza. Scott, I know the Celtics managed to blow out the Cleveland Cavaliers, but before this game even got started, this matinee matchup here at TD Garden, everyone was talking about Taco Fall. The news broke that Celtics will be putting him on a two-way contract, keeping him in the organization, and keeping him in Boston for at least an X amount of days. But that's big news for Celtics fans, right?
1: Yeah, it's big news for Celtics fans, big news for Portland uh, Maine Red Claws fans, because you're going to be seeing a lot of Taco Fall two-way contract, which means they can call up for i believe 42 uh game days or 42 days for the season but basically what it means is they've seen enough from taco fall to the Celtics fans delight and to probably all of America's delight uh, that they want to develop him and they want to give him a shot to see what he can be in the NBA he's probably not going to be a major contributor for the Celtics this season uh, he may not see that many that much time in the TD Garden but there will be uh, plenty of times up in Portland Maine for people to chant for taco and actually see him block shots and I think it's a good sign for him and his development in terms of the work that he's put in he did a lot of community service for the Celtics this year obviously became a fan favorite over the mm-hmm. summer and uh, you know he's shown enough at the end of the games, I'm not going to say that he's shown a ton at the end of these games, but he's shown enough at the end of these games where I think they see that, you know, he's worth investing in.
2: You know, for the second game, Brad Stevens talked about Taco Fall and said that he is a player that he believes is going to be in the NBA for a really, really long time. That's the second time in a row he's used those exact same words. What is your reaction to that? Do you see Taco Fall as a, a bright future in the NBA? Maybe not particularly with the Celtics, but do you see him as someone that can stick around
1: this league? I think there's certain things he's going to have to get better at. Obviously. You know, there's been something, obviously he's going to be a deterrent at the basket. He's going to be a rim protector. He's going to be able to dunk over smaller people, which he did tonight to the delight of the fans. Um, one of the things I've been very impressed with him is his ability to catch the ball and pass the ball out of double teams. We saw him hit Max Struce, uh tonight with one. We saw him do that a couple of times the other day in Orlando. So he has... He's, he's not one of those just raw talent guys. He does have some basketball wherewithal. Now, things he has to get better, obviously he's going to have to get more mobile in, in terms of guarding bigger men out on the perimeter from time to time. And one of the things that I think is really going to help him is if he can develop the pick and roll drive to the basket, That the, you know, come off the screen, work hard to the basket. A lot of times he comes off the screen, just kind of stands there or drifts for a couple minutes, somebody takes a jump shot. But if he takes off hard to the basket, they're going to find him for lobs and a lot of dunks. And I think that's where he could be an NBA player, uh, even in a small role for a long period of time.
2: This segment of The Garden Report is brought to you by Keeps.com. Head over to Keeps.com slash garden. And for guys who are really serious about preventing hair loss, your first month is absolutely free when you head over to Keeps.com slash garden. That's Keeps, keep scom slash garden. You get the first month completely free thanks to our friends over at Keeps. Uh, Scott, so with Taco Fall being someone who's not going to be spending a whole lot of time with the Celtics this season, what does that mean for the rest of the front court? Who are some of the bigs that you think have really impressed you and enough that you think that they have a chance to actually make a, a huge stride in Brad Stevens' system this year.
1: Well, one of the things I think we've seen over the last two games is Daniel Tice is going to be the opening night starting center for this team. I think he works best with that first unit, can work to help them a little bit more defensively. You know, when Enos Kanter is in there, it becomes, he's more of a traditional big guy. It becomes more of a low post game. I think their defense is a little bit slower. Daniel Tice is obviously more comfortable with the system, and I think you've seen from these last two games the way he's been able to come out and establish in that first quarter that he's probably going to be that opening night starting center. One of the things I was impressed with tonight was Robert Williams. Um, You know, we know he has the raw ability. We know that he can block shots. Really haven't seen him pop even in summer league games, even through preseason. As much as I think he did today, he was on the recipient. Uh, He was the recipient of a couple of nice lob passes from Marcus Smart. And I think he, he really showed some instinctual stuff and showed some growth tonight that you're able to take that away from this game is This could be a step-forward game for Robert Williams, and he could be a a strong contributor for him, probably in a three-man, I think, big-man rotation. I don't think we've seen a lot out of Vincent Poirier to make you think that he's going to be a rotation guy this year. So it's probably going to be Daniel Tice to start and then Enos Kanter and Robert Williams off the bench.
0: Tonight's edition of the Garden Report is brought to you by Keeps. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The good news, with today's advancement in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. Keeps has revolutionized the way you were treated for hair loss. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get medication delivered to your home. No more waiting rooms, no more pharmacy checkout lines. Get doctor attention and discreet drug delivery all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Keeps treatments really work too. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And the sooner you start using Keeps, the more you're going to save. So act fast. Many men even experience hair regrowth with Keeps treatments. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com garden to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps, K-E-E-P-S slash garden.
2: Heading into the 2019-2020 Celtics campaign, it felt like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were the two main talking points, that this was their time to lead this team, and let's see what they're made of. So far, we've seen a lot out of them two in particular. Just those two guys look like they're on a whole nother focus level that we haven't seen throughout their short and young careers. What did? You, what's your biggest takeaway from both of those guys? And let's start with Jason
1: Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think, is a guy who, as much as he was a uh, – a A. Well, I won't. say the the initial the, how the initials pronounced because it does it's not a great word. But a friend of Kyrie put it that way last year. Um, I don't know, know necessarily that it helped him having Kyrie Irving on the team. I think he was kind of unsure whether to defer to Kyrie. Oftentimes, I think he wanted to impress Kyrie. I think he's playing a little bit more free this year. Now he still fancies himself as a scorer. He still fancies himself as a guy who can shoot all over the court. I think it's still going to be a, a work in progress for him to. to decide when he needs to take over a game and when he needs to just facilitate the offense. Because he's out there with a lot of other offensive guys. He can be the leading scorer on this team but he's not going to be a 25-point-a-game leading score on this team. He's got Kemba Walker on this team. He's got Gordon Hayward on this team, and he's got Jalen Brown on this team, and Jalen Brown has been very impressive in this preseason.
2: You know, you mentioned somebody who liked to go against that guy that you just mentioned. I think Jalen Brown was the best example of someone who just was, wasn't was afraid to call out, you know, when whenever he wanted to call out his starting point guard, and he certainly did that last season. This year, I'm loving the way he's looking in transition, the way he's been, you know, weaving through defenders, attacking the rim. It seems like no one out there can stop him. Is this contract Jalen Brown in your mind, or is this just Jalen Brown has reached a point of his career where he's ready to finally make that huge leap that we've sort of been alluding to for the last couple of years?
1: I think this is a free Jalen Brown to me. And, and, you know, he's been an interesting guy to follow over the last couple of years because he comes in as a rookie and he's very conscious not to overstep his bounds. He he deferred to Isaiah Thomas. He deferred to Jay Crowder. He took a lot from those guys in terms of criticism his rookie year, um, and he tried to fill a role because he knew that's what they were asking for him on a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Then you saw in the playoffs, he was able to kind of stretch his wings a little bit the year that Kyrie Irving got hurt. Um, He was able to show his personality. He was able to show his dynamic play. Last year, I think, You saw Jalen Brown get put back into a box. You saw him bristle a little bit about that. Ultimately, he did it, and he was a very effective player the second half of the season, but he wasn't comfortable. This year, I think you can just see him, again, playing freer, playing like a guy who... Knows he can score in a couple of different ways. He can shoot. He's shown he can shoot better probably than a lot of people thought he was going to out of college. But the way he's taking the ball to the basket, the way he's using both hands, attacking the basket with both hands, not laying the ball up at the rim, but finishing through traffic at the rim. You know, he's always been a dunker, but a lot of times I was an open court dunker. Dunking in traffic, showing that power, maybe showing what you can do as a fourth-year NBA player and a guy who wants to get paid.
2: Absolutely. And he deserves it if he keeps this up. This segment of The Garden Report is brought to you by HelloFresh. Head over to HelloFresh.com slash CLNS80 and that'll give you $80 off your first month of food. HelloFresh. You don't want to miss out on this special offer. Fresh ingredients, easy recipes to follow, and HelloFresh, because of CLNS, will give you an $80 discount on your first month of food when you head over to HelloFresh.com slash CLNS80. Scott, A lot has been made about U.S. basketball, the U.S.A. team, and Jason Tatum and those four Celtics that were on it. Of course, they didn't get as far as they wanted to, but how much has that translated to what they're doing now on the court? Do you think that they're taking all that that they've learned from that experience and implementing it to this, and how much can they grow off of that experience?
1: Well, I think the chemistry between them is obviously going to be stronger at the beginning of the season because they've been playing with each other for two months. Um, what I think is going to be interesting to see is kind of how it manifests over time. You know, do these guys wear down a little bit over the course of the year? You know, they played hard basketball. There were a lot of guys who didn't play USA basketball because they wanted to take time off. These guys were younger guys mostly, but they played hard basketball all the way throughout the, the spring, in through the summer into September. I'm curious how they're Going to be over the course of the season, but I think at the beginning of the season, it's definitely going to help them having played more together, more often than pretty much anybody anybody in the NBA over the last couple of months. In
2: those first few weeks of the regular season, they're not not a, a cakewalk, you know. There's some good teams in there, right?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a tough start for the Celtics, but I think they are in much better position this year heading into the season than you can remember where we were during the preseason last year. Like it was about this point of the preseason where some of those warning signs really started to show up, and people kept reassuring, you know. Players kept reassuring us that they would figure it out once the season started, but we know they never really did. Now through the preseason, we have 30- and 40-point victories, so it becomes a little bit easier to head into the season feeling
0: good. Back at TD Garden, breaking down this matchup between the Celtics and the
2: Cavaliers. Josue Pavone here, Scott Souza right next to me. Scott, the Celtics defense has certainly looked very good in this small sample size. I know it's only been three games, but they held the Magic to seventy-five points. They held the Cavaliers to seventy-two today. Which one is it, though? Is it the Celtics are just a really good defensive team right now, or are the teams that they're playing against just not so great on the offensive end of things?
1: You know, if the regular season starts and they hold an actual NBA team below eighty points, I'll be very impressed. You know. Um, They've obviously looked better here these last two games than they did against Charlotte where they looked very skaky defensively. Against Orlando, they did it against a bigger lineup without a lot of shooters. They held them to two points in the first eight minutes. And then tonight they really held, you know, Cleveland in check. They only scored 26 points. But, you know, Cleveland goes out, shoots 7 for 40 for three-pointers. Their starter shoot 1 for 22 on three-pointers. Is that because the Celtics' three-point defense is so strong or because Cleveland doesn't have any three-pointers on the floor, three-point shooters on the floor that can hit that shot, hit shots? Um, you know, it's going to be a big difference, I think, when, you know, there are encouragements signs in terms of how they're switching on defense how they're helping on defense how guys like Daniel Tice and Robert Williams are moving out there defensively on the perimeter but it's a big difference between doing this against a team starting you know marginal NBA players as opposed to say the Philadelphia 76ers when you go up against them you have Joel Embiid Ben Simmons Al Horford a front line of all seven footers going up against a smallish lineup that'll be the rail test not the Cleveland Cavaliers in the middle of October
2: This segment of the Garden Report is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand new sports streaming app, and all you have to do, no sign-up, no login, all you have to do is download the CBS Sports app. That CBS Sports app today, sign up, and make sure you download that app, Scott. This starting five, I'm seeing, I like what I'm seeing out of Daniel Tice. Okay, it's against Orlando Magic. Okay, it's against the Cleveland Cavaliers, but still, I think he really fits in on both ends of the floor. Of course, we know how familiar he is with Brad Stevens' system. What did you make of him starting, and how do you feel about this starting five? five moving forward?
1: Well, I think that Daniel Tice has shown definitely a comfort level in this system. And I think what he does is... You know, he doesn't have to have the ball. The ball doesn't have to go through him. He's the guy who's going to do the dirty work. So then you can open up the game for Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to take more shots with that first unit. Then you kind of come in with the second unit and you have Enos Cantor who might be a big man who's a little bit more a focal point of that offense, maybe the ball flows through him a little bit more. But I like Daniel Tice in in this lineup. I like the way that Jalen Brown is attacking the basket. That's been one of my big takeaways from the last couple of, couple of games. You know on the Isaiah Thomas and the Kyrie Irving teams. A lot of times Jalen Brown, I think, felt that he just had to go in the corner, shoot threes. A lot of people thought he took too many three-point shots, but that's kind of what he was asked to do. Now you see him taking the Ball to the basket, both hands with authority. He's been one of the most impressive guys, I think, so far in this preseason.
2: You know, Brad Stevens. One thing he mentioned after this game was that Vincent Poirier. He actually said that perfectly too, French accent and all. He said Vincent Poirier was this close to starting against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's something we could see in Tuesday night in Cleveland. Um, how do you feel about Poirier? I mean, we haven't seen a huge sample size out of the guy, but he's when he does come in, at least from from my perspective, at least against the uh, the Hornets last week, he looked really good in those five minutes. You know, of the that he did in that front court.
1: I think he shows physicalness. He shows toughness. Um, he seemed to be in the wrong spot. He seemed to turn the wrong way a lot. He's had a lot of illegal streams. I think he's
2: you good mentioned game. that actually. We, we sat out. next to each other during the game.
1: But this is something that Daniel. Remember when Daniel Tice first started and he wouldn't go straight up on a block and he was getting called fouls left and right. So it may just take him a little bit of time to get used to the NBA game. But you know, as we talked about in one of our other segments, I-, I would be surprised if he saw a lot of minutes early in the season unless they're just playing a big rugged. Tough front court of another team. I think it's probably going to be Daniel Tice and then Enos Cantor. And then, you know, we mentioned in our other segments, but I thought today Robert Williams was a guy who, who sparked, who flashed a little bit today in terms of being a guy who rolled to the basket, was a recipient of a couple of Marcus Smart feeds that really finished out great, and has just been active, you know, chasing down balls, going out of bounds, uh, showing a little bit more understanding of the game. I think he's starting to take that step that a lot of people were hoping that he was going to take over the summer, but really hadn't seen him take yet. Mm-hmm.
2: I actually got a chance to speak to uh, Vincent Portier for a few minutes before this game. And I do have a column that will be up on clnsmedia.com. And, of course, you can catch all of your Celtics content, plenty of content there on clnsmedia.com. Between now and, of course, the season opener, home opener, will be back here at TD Garden. You can stick with us, CLNS Media, for plenty of coverage of your Boston Celtics.